0: Hello, hello, audio apocalyptica. This is Johnny Franks on active radioactive radio. For the long-haul caravanners pulling all-nighters to get their goods through untold hazards to sell them wasteland direct to you. Coming to you live from my mountaintop bunker, with a bit of newfound excitement layered over my previous considerable excitement, which results in a Johnny that seems like he had too much coffee. Because I recently received a very interesting email, my babies. And not just any email, no. Not the kind full of banal questions and road observations that is my usual fare. So what is it? What's this mystery mail that your delectable host received? (laughs) Look, I'm going to tell you, but the more I make you wait, the more you want to know. Your desire rises, your curiosity grows, and before you know it, I've got you right where I want you. Oh, yes, I do. Are you ready? I got an email from... Haven. But Johnny, you say, Johnny, how can that be? It's just a crazy pipe dream, you said so yourself. Ah, true, I did, in fact, say that. Good listening. And yet, here is this email, and it gets a fella to wondering. Now... Normally, such an email would be written off as garbage. A spoof, a 'er ne'er-do-well out to have a psychopathic laugh at Johnny's expense. But, perhaps it's too good to pass up because, you see, it's an invitation to a party. One that promises promiscuity, guarantees near-nakedness, and believes in booze. Look, I mean, I really have no choice but to investigate this fully. Can you blame me? Of course you can't. You do the same, and we all know it. But to investigate, would I have to leave? (laughs) That's impossible. I couldn't leave. Or could I? No, but I, I want to. But maybe I don't. Never has your host been more conflicted, dear listeners, and I once had to choose between poultry pizzazz and regal rodentia flavors of kite elegante, so I'm no stranger to moral dilemmas. This email included a map, you see, which gives me extra pause. I suppose I could send a robot out that way, but if it's legit and I miss a party like that, I can't even contemplate such an inhumane occurrence, so instead... Let's get to the news. Okay, are you ready for this? (laughs) You're not, but I'm going to read it anyway. After the Ravagers' recent sacking of Barstow and yours truly calling out the LT for their lack of support during the siege, it seems the LT sprang into action. Only maybe not so much. For you see, the scouts had dutifully performed reconnaissance and had located the Ravagers' base of operations. So the LT, why, they planned and strategized and canoodled and came up with a plan of attack. They marshaled their forces, marched over hill and dale, if hills and dales are parched mounds crawling with all manner of mutated vermin and microbes, and took the fight right to Ravager HQ, only to find the camp deserted. Not a single morsel of food remained, not so much as a single projectile or weapon of any kind, not so much as a sharpened piece of tin. But how could that be? Say what you will about the LT, and I most certainly do, but their scouts are known through Lefton as some of the best in the biz. Could they have been wrong? (laughs) Well, I'm here to tell you that they were not. They were not wrong at all. But that means the intrigue just kicked itself up a notch, because for the Ravagers to have abandoned ship before the LT arrived means... there's a mole within the LT... We've now moved into full-on spycraft and subterfuge, and it's as delicious as tasty things get. Maybe we'll all get lucky, and the two groups will make each other implode from within, and we can all go back to only worrying about sharp cootie teeth and ODing on Zoom along and small groups of roaming jerk holes. Would that we could all be so lucky. You know what else is lucky? My unfettered access to hot, sexy tunes. Here's Sneezy with bacon.
1: endless mimosas having fun like we supposed i'm trying to feel alive so i'm coming on the back i can ride with you it's too late what they said but i'm gonna get it like every single day and if i fail i swear we
0: I don't know about you folks, but I'm sure I'd love bacon, if I knew what the hell it was. Must be some hot stuff, though, right? You know what else is hot? Julio and GX500. Or so I'm told. Hello.
2: My name is Julio. And I am very excited to share with you my new advertisement. For the Roboporium! Tell them! GX-500.
3: Of course, Master William. Perhaps, good citizens, you have heard of the long-standing troubles experienced by all regular members of human society. It has
2: been tough to survive for very long.
3: That is very true. And yet, at times, It can be even tougher, like when those savage ravagers attacked our fine competitors, Oksana and Janet.
2: Now all you have to do is ask yourself one question. Where your meat comes from.
3: Ah Ha! Ah, ah, ha! Ah. Good one, Master Julio. And not only that, it will protect you and yours while ensuring that your entire home sparkles like new and hums with that ever-delightful robo-efficiency.
2: The old ways. Of humans providing services to other humans are outdated. And that is why they're old.
3: So get a robot from Master Julio's Robocorium, and you too can avoid such dire calamities as Oxana and Janice feast.
2: Don't be stupid. Robots! the The Robo Future! Remember, we are just across from Janice.
3: You can wave to her from our doorway into light as you travel home secure with your new Robo purchases.
2: Just look
3: for our sign on the old 15th. Thanks for your time, folks. And we'll Robo see you soon.
0: As if the good folks in Barstow didn't already have enough to worry about, it seems we've got ourselves a good old-fashioned local business standoff. And since Julio, GX500, Janice, and Oksana all seem like entirely reasonable, sane people who make good decisions all the time, I'm sure this won't end poorly for anyone. And in the spirit of entrepreneurship, here's Billy Murray with Gasoline Gus and his Jitney bus. $0.20.
4: Then what? Bought a Jitney bus. His coffee mill was made of tin, but tin was made to pack things in. He hung a sign and it read thus, This is Gasoline Gus and his Jitney bus. Gus, Gus, Gasoline Gus, Gasoline Gus and his Jitney bus. He packed them on the fenders and he packed them on the hood. He packed him by the dozen and the the dozen good From out the heap there came a cry. Hey, take that suitcase out of my eye. Gus, Gus, gasoline Gus, gasoline Gus and his kitty bus. Did I tell you what he purchased? Did I tell you what he used? Who used? Why, gasoline, Gus. He bought a ton of dynamite. He bought a pint of gin. For what? For his jitney bus. It's got a bigger kick than gasoline, said Gus, as he loaded his tin machine. A lady said, don't go too far, said Gus, it's not that kind of a car. Gus, 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 gasoline, Gus. Gasoline, gas, and his jitney bus. He turned the off and from off and then he looked at loop. He made a bigger noise and the board is eating too. How far he went, I quite forget. But according to Hoyle, he's not back yet. Gas, gas, gasoline, Gus,
5: gasoline, bus, and his
4: jitney bus. Do you want to hear the finish? Do you want to hear the end? About what? About gasoline gust. He bumped into old Satan and he got old Satan's goat. With what? With his Disney buzz. Old Satan frowned, said, take him out.
0: Hey, Gus's success got you down, and wondering what you've accomplished with your life? Do what I do. Ignore those feelings of inadequacy and read some mail. Ah, now see, this is a good one. Short, sweet, and right to the point. At Markin Sit-Louis writes, What's the best way to filter water? Johnny admires your succinctness, Mr. Sit-Louis. It's brief and bold and doesn't beat around the bush. And so I feel that you deserve an answer no less truncated, free of the verbiose verbiage that is something of a hallmark in my speech patterns. Because the very least I can do is be as quick and speedy with an answer as you were with your question. And I dare say you deserve no less. You're a busy guy, you've got stuff to go, places to do, things to be, and so I'll tell you the best way to filter water. Yes, I'll tell you. With a water filter. Moving on! Well, hey, looks like Joe wants me to play another file for him. I can hear your surprise from here. Oh, God, Johnny, please tell me Janice is okay. Please tell
6: me she's okay. Please, please, I need to know she's okay. Thank you. I mean, I just... Johnny, I've been worried sick since I heard your last show. Can't stop thinking about it. We're talking about it. And I asked Felicia. Oh, did you know that lady with the squirrel? She's totally my pal now. And uh, and you called her Felicia, so uh, I do too. And she loves that. <laughs> Anyways, uh, I asked Felicia what I should do. And uh, she had some really good advice for me, Johnny. She said, uh, let me see if I get it right. Oh yeah, look meatface, if you don't shut up the hell about that woman, I'll find her, kill her, and eat her. So, uh, it really made me think, you know. I'm sitting here stressing out because I can't do anything but wait to hear how she's doing. But, uh, what if, I don't know, what if I, uh, went to go see her and, uh, talk to her? So then I'd know how she was. I wonder if maybe Felicia's right that doing something is better than just sitting here and thinking. Nah, I don't. She doesn't even know me. You gotta tell me, Johnny. Is Felicia right?
0: I'd like to begin by saying that I'm flattered to have become something of your personal psychiatric sounding board, Joe. You've chosen wisely. Or completely at random. It's really hard to say. But you see, Joe, you've already got the answer. You already know. Last time, I told you to go knock on Felicia's door, and by golly, you went and you knocked. Well, one assumes, because now she's talking to you. And yes, okay, they're mostly death threats, but that's so much more talking to you than anyone did before. And if you keep talking, you might just make a friend. So if you went and talked to Janice, well... Who's to say what might happen? So, Joe, the answer's been inside your heart this whole time. Aw. So you go talk to Janice. You knock right on her door and see what happens. And maybe wear some flame-retardant clothing. Just in case. I mean, I'm sure it'll be fine, right? Probably. Speaking of fine, time to check in with good old Remick, the finest snaker this side of the sip.
7: I blew it. I didn't even know what was happening. Remick at the the candy shop? She said I could keep 10% of my fines while out snaking, and, and snaking works up a real appetite, so I ate a can of artichokes, and I guess it had turned. I was so sick, but there was a new initiative in town to try to clean things up a bit, and I didn't want to just hurl right there in the street. I ran to the nearest latrine to relieve myself, but I didn't know. You have to believe, I didn't know. It's not like it says, Mayor's Latrine above the door. I mean, would he have rather I puked on his newly cleaned streets? I
1: got kicked out of Clanktown. Remick, she's a stand-up lady. She tried to get the mayor to call off his goons. I guess she's dating the mayor's muck-shoveler
7: or something, but even they couldn't help. It did no good. They ran me out of town and put out an arrest warrant for Remick. God, I'm so sorry. I blew it. I blew it, Damn
3: it. At least, he got out in time. He's too sweet for Clanktown. Probably for this whole damn world. Oh, stupid mayor. Such a wrongheaded dick biscuit. There's nothing left for me now. My boss fired me. And they trashed my house, Johnny. Yeah, sure, it was maybe more like a bundle of sticks with a tarp, but it was my bundle, and there was stuff in there. My stuff. Everything's gone. I gotta get out of here. I'll find Dexter, and we'll figure out what to do next. (laughs) Maybe we'll come visit you.
0: Remick, I... I know I've done some questionable things, and we like to have fun, but... You know I care about you. You keep yourself safe and get in touch as soon as you can. Don't leave a fella to worry, okay? But I'm sure you'll be fine. No finer snaker who ever snaked, right? I mean, you're Remick. I'll be sure to get you news as soon as anything comes in, dear listeners. I'm sure you're just as concerned as I, but if there's one person alive who will find a way to survive. It's our Remick. Now, if you're worried and need someone to talk to, remember, Johnny's always here for you. Shoot me a note at Stud on the Twitters or email host at activeradioactiveradio.com. Be sure to include the words OK to air so Johnny can reassure you and everyone else in Lefton that it's all going to be OK. Until next time, my audio apocalyptica, keep your heads down, keep your barf out of Clanktown, and keep your Johnny... Franks.
5: Active Radioactive Radio, Episode 8. Johnny's at a loss. Featuring the voice talents of Jack Kalk as Johnny Franks, Jeffrey Bridges as Julio, Susan Bridges as GX500, Philip Weber as Joe, Jesse Moore as Remick, and Dave Morgan as Dexter. Written and directed by Jeffrey and Susan Bridges. Joe's Question, written by Dragon X Blink. Assistant Director, Anna Rodriguez. Active Radioactive Radio theme taken from Mainstem by the United States Army Band Pershing Zone. Featured music selections. Bacon by Sneezy at sneezymusic.com. And Gasoline Gus and His Jitney Bus by Billy Murray under the CC by NC 3.0 U.S. license. Standard noise reduction was performed on this piece. Active Radioactive Radio, created by Jeffrey and Susan Bridges. Copyright 2016, Pendant Productions. For more information, visit PendantAudio.com. Thanks for listening.
3: Any French statements on Ravagers, the LT Axana, Janus, Julio, and GX five hundred are for entertainment purposes only. No endorsement or disavowing should be inferred except where explicitly intended, which is basically always